is on mono too. I want you to know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I'll do an intro, mm-hmm. but it's like uh, you just tell me if I'm wrong or not. It's all right. It's even better if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to Cinemad. I'm here with Kevin Jerome Everson. And I, I think a bio is usually start. It's always a African-American filmmaker making films about African-American middle class, working class. Now, that's like way too vague to describe <laughs> your films. What, do you ask me a question? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how your bio starts. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like working class, black jesters and task, working class, black American folk. Right. Yeah. But you're interested in, I mean, you're interested in... Uh, in in life in general, do you think uh, you're making stuff just about people that you knew from growing up? Yeah, or just things that I'm invested in, or stories people told me, or what, like relatives told me, or kind of situations and stuff people told me, and then so I'm like, oh, well, that, well, that's interesting, and then I'll find some kind of art in it. <laughs> you right. know? I'll find the brushstroke in it, whatever, so to speak. You know, the kind of yeah. the artistic gesture that I can like. Only it's in the language of art, you know. I always like the kind of brushstroke, and and then even experimental films. I like, you know, uh, you know. There's certain, you know, I like the kind of aggressive edits that don't exist that you can't have in narrative films or Hollywood films. And then right. so once you see these two elements put together, then you can only suggest art because <laughs> you know it's like the brushstroke you know like it's the abstract painting it's like the drip right like you, know, you can't have it in a landscape painting right you know so to speak you know right but, so, you, but you combine like fiction and non-fiction yeah, oh yeah yeah i like that i like the lie i like when people tell me like yeah tell me story you know like stories like it's not all true you know but right cause it's, it's all a fact the yeah. way someone remembered it yeah 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 and then it's like and then like the only fact that is that somebody just told me that you know Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like. That's the only fact. The yeah, only fact I like. That yeah. That just been told. You know. <laughs> yeah. Somebody just told me that. But is that even coming into your mind? All those terms, fiction, nonfiction. No, no. I'm just making some shit. Yeah. I'm just making some art up. Yeah. yeah. No. No, it doesn't have to be true. It had to be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know. It doesn't have to. Be, you know. It's got to be like formally handsome or like interesting or you know. And then, then, and then I'll embellish it more, so to speak. Yeah, you know, I'm just and, right. and, and, and people think it's true. It's like, no, nah, it's not true about that. You know, there's no like, you know, because it's not a document. You know, it's not like this legal or documented something like that. It's just art. <laughs> I guess art could be a document, but so it's almost always a document of memory, though. No, you know what it is? It's a document of his history. Right. <laughs> that, that's how you're saying that's how fraudulent history is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I like it, you know, because, you know, you know, especially black American girls are like, just like nobody wrote down stuff, right? So it's all oral yeah. tradition, right? You know, so so then, so if people say, oh, it's like a memory. No, it's a historical element, you know, so it's, you know. And then, in fact, for me, it's like the, f- and then like, um, and then for me, the fact is that somebody just told me that. Like, yeah, the only thing that's true is that that guy just, or that woman just told it to me, you know, kind of thing. And then, so for me, that becomes this historical element, whenever. And then for me, like, that's historic. Not even historical, just historic, you know. You know. So even that, that film, The Island of St. Matthews, you know, we had that cat, like, like water skiing. like probably the, maybe one of two African Americans ever to water ski <laughs> in that area, right? Right. So you, you know what that is? That's historic. <laughs> you know? And even when I went to the Congo and had a cat water ski, oh, yeah. 
it's historic. You know, it's, yeah, I like those kind of. A lot of dudes water ski. Just two. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Right. But that's like a hundred percent more than <laughs> water ski before. Else I know, yeah. yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. yeah. The the do people um. So you've got people because you you definitely will have we'll call them subjects. Oh, you totally. I mean, the people that are in your films. Yeah. Oh, not actors. I mean, you've used actors, but a lot of times you'll have people who are just people. Now, yeah. when they're talking to you and they know you're go they're going to be in one of your films, how do you break it down for them leading up to it? Do you, oh, I just is it real them. simple? Or? Yeah, yeah. Just tell them, hey, look, I'm going to make some art here. Do you want to, like, be part of it and stuff? And either yay or nay, you know? Like, like tell them, like, this is an art film, you know? And people say it's a... And sometimes I'd say it's a documentary because then I get people that kind of understand it quickly, you know? But... <laughs> But and then I even tell them like this is gonna go with other elements, you know. I tell them like how it's gonna be used, so there's no like surprise in a weird way. Because I'm even thinking about it right then and there, so I'm just sharing what I'm thinking about, you know. You know, and then you know, I think there's this kind of this kind of uh, mythology with uh, with like either historians or, or like anthropologists or even documentary filmmakers say that they have to live with people for a week or get to know them. Like no. <laughs> and even last night at Red Cat, you know, like folks are saying, well, you know, shooting that film Ten Five in the Grass, the mm -hmm. the, his, uh, the cowboy film and stuff. And now some people are like, I just met that guy forty seconds before I like slated it. You oh, know, really? yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, half the time, yeah. You'd heard of him? Didn't no, no, no. I went there and like and found people who. Like, I went to the rodeo. Mm -hmm. You know, I like heard it. So I planned and plotted to go down to Lafayette, Louisiana, but I didn't know what I was going to see. You know. And then and then the one scene I was talking about last night, the scene with the the, the young man picking his hair and mm -hmm. that kind of thing like that. I, I like I like I literally like probably saw that. It, like it wasn't a minute before we slated it before I saw that guy. Mm -hmm. And the only guy I said, "Can you continue picking your hair?" And that was it. Yeah. And I just followed him. Yeah. So what do you think that does to your <clears throat> to your uh, to the film? Well, is it is it um, you're con are you thinking you're concerned more about the image and you know like a depth will come from it because it's being filmed and because people can think about it. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking about it, you know, cause I'm looking through the, cause it's like, that's 11 minute take, you know, the full clip. And so, so I'm thinking about it. So I'm like, like I never saw somebody do that practice dummy until that time. You know, like that's the only time to just, when I looked through the viewfinder. That's the first time I saw that stuff. Oh, well. and so I'm just like, so I'm just exploring and discovering at like the same time that the viewer is doing it too as well. So, so with, there's a little bit of like, you know, I'm just trying to find the action, you know, so to speak. I mean, they're they're doing stuff, but I'm like working around them. So you know, so I like I I like that approach, whatever. You know, some people, you know, I think things could be too rehearsed. I think, so to speak. But I, but even I like the rehearsed too as well. But like I'm like I think it depends on the subject matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it depends on the piece. I think. Yeah. But if somebody, will, how do you think having the camera will change it? Oh, it's going to change it all the time. But I like to have small cameras and be inintrusive and, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, like, of course it's going to change it. And I like that because, like, that's the brushstroke, right? You know, that's the art object, you know. I think only a few films that I shot that people, that if I hadn't have been there, that would have occurred. But I like being, in, I like being an agent, like being, like, an agitator or, or like, activating the kind of situation. Right. Because it, that's how I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> it's all about me, Mike. <laughs> it's, it's good to have a goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so that it, you started out like, 
like you had early, you were doing more still photography. Yeah, still early, photography, right? sculpture, so, printmaking. So, paper, what kind of things were you were you involved or thinking about growing up? Was it just oh, like like a teenager? Yeah, yeah. Ah, sports and women. Yeah, yeah about that. Yeah, I'm thinking about art. Yeah, I think about poly. Yeah, like I, like I wanted to be a botanist when I was in high school. I was taking horticulture. Oh, really? Yeah, that or political science. Yeah. What about botany? Made it interesting. Ah, you could work with plants. Your hands getting all dirty. You go out in the yard. Yeah, not yeah. like that. It was like a science to it. Yeah. And, you know, it was changing. Things are evolving. You know, things grow and shit like that. I like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, not a good high school teacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. But then I thought, man, that's science. That's tough in college. Let me just make some art. <laughs> 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 but what do you think, like, the first art you saw was? Uh, like, did you see something? Yeah, films, I guess. Like yeah. Clockwork Orange when I was, like, 11 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I kind of shit. Yeah. Just sort of clued in. The, yeah, I mean, I was coming from small towns. So I didn't see a lot of art. I didn't go to museums and stuff like that. Yeah, Mansfield. How small is Mansfield? At the height, it was probably 55,000. Now it's probably like in the 40s. It's right outside Cleveland? Nah, it's like 80 miles. Well, it's like 88 oh, okay. miles front on the front on the lake. Yeah, oh, okay. so it's about 70 miles from Cleveland, yeah. Right. It's not, it's close, it's it's like close up to get the, um, the affiliates. But not close enough to go to, and so and I mean, Mansfielders would never go to Cleveland because because the Phillies would always show crime and stuff like that. People, don't you go up there and get killed immediately? <laughs> you, you drive up there, you you have a blood stain on you. Like when you just when you come home, or something. So people wouldn't go there. People would go to Columbus all the time. Oh yeah, because yeah, you get to, you know, like, and even so, we got both affiliates. We got Cleveland and Columbus, you know, mm-hmm. like NBC, ABC, CBS affiliates, and. And then some people thought Columbus was safer because they because they wouldn't show crime on the news. You know? Oh really? Yeah, yeah, that's how it was. Yeah. But it's a college town, so. No, nah, well, like Columbus is bigger actually. Than what? Cleveland. Yeah, because there's not a lot of suburbs. Uh, yeah, it's all concentrated. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's including the students then. Yeah. Well, no, that's population. No, Columbus is huge. Yeah. It's the biggest city in Ohio. Yeah. It's I bigger than Cincinnati. That. Yeah, because Cleveland, Cincinnati's got, got suburbs. Right, right, right. And then nobody moves to Cleveland. They move to the suburbs of Cleveland, yeah. Right. So, like, so Cleveland proper has only got, like, 300,000 people. Uh, In fact, it's the lowest population since World War II. Right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not LeBron's fault. <laughs> no. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so what, what, what took your parents there, then? Was you just, your family, you have a lot of family there? Yeah, in Mansfield, yeah. But they thought I was just going to college. They didn't know what I was doing. You know, just... Get getting good grades and learning stuff, you know. Right. But they came up to a couple of shows, but then I don't think they kind of got it. Whatever, you know. They came up, they came up to my bachelor show. Um, came up to one other kind of art show that I won or something like that. But that's about it. No, I mean, like, what did your parents? Why were they in Mansfield? Did you have a lot? Of oh, well, they grew. Uh, you know, they moved. Um, I think I had a my dad's aunt moved there in the fifties, and just they work labor, yeah. you know. And then and then so my dad's brother, my uncle, he had moved there with her. And then so they all started following him out there. Right. And then I think some other people who weren't relatives were moving there. And then it was, you know, it's weird because it's not, it's, it's not something you would pick. You know, it's not like Chicago or something like that. You had to yeah. you do it to find it, you know. What's like the main industry there? Then it was like everything, like GM, steel, steel, uh, steel mill was probably the biggest employee then, like oh. in the 50s. Um, there was a Mansell Tire. There was um, Tappan. There was a Weston House because I used to work there. Um, what were you doing? Uh, I was the I would supply the line with parts because I wasn't on the line. Yet. I like I take a pay cut so I can just move around. I took like a, maybe like fifty cent an hour pay cut so I can just. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So because I didn't want to work like I didn't want to stand in one spot the whole time. So I wanted to, like yeah, yeah. 
So it was my job was to make glue and supply the the parts with lines. I knew what part would kind of you know would be going going quicker. Just put a bunch of screws there and something like that. You know? right. Yeah. So what made you want to do like uh, like photography and films about just what was around you instead of? I just started evolving. I started making art. Started taking pictures and because a lot of people usually just want to get out. Out of what? Uh, Factories. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I respect people who work there and stuff, but I just wanted yeah. to like make things and stuff, and, and that, that was a way of communicating. Mm-hmm. Like I guess you know, just getting away ideals and stuff. So, so art was doing it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then did you hit photography before the films? Oh yeah, I made yeah. I was art. I probably made one or two films as an undergraduate, like yeah. Super Eight. Then maybe grad school made like one film or something. Maybe one or two. I don't know. Oh, like there's like a performance junk I was doing at the time. Yeah. Right. But it was mostly like art, bookmaking. I was a big time bookmaker. I had really good professors in undergraduate, like a guy named Michael Loderstadt, still good friends of me, Don Harvey. Which school? Bob, the University of Akron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Penny Rakoff, Andrew Borwick, Bob Huff, you know, a bunch so of were you art history. Art department, though? Yeah, it was art yeah. department. Yeah, yeah. It was only undergraduate, so we got a lot of the, I mean, we, we got a lot of attention and. So, so I was like showing with him and stuff too. I, I oh, cool! Exhibitions, yeah, yeah. I was like twenty two, twenty one. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And then so I just went to grad school, like just right after that. You know, it took me four and a half years to get out of school, and then I went, then went, then then worked at home for a little bit, taught, you know, high school stuff, art and stuff, and then I went to, um, then went to Ohio University for two years, mm-hmm. grad school. And what were you switching? What, what made you uh, do films? Yeah, yeah. Were you doing only stills? Yeah, photography, printmaking. It's mostly photo, I guess. And painting. I was doing paintings. That's right. I was right. making all these paintings. Yeah, just art, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man. Now leave me alone. I was making art. <laughs> but then so I started making like, and then I started making all these kind of furniture sculpture things and. Mm. Like the mid '90s and stuff, when I was out of school and stuff, and I was showing them a lot. I was in a lot of exhibitions. I was fortunate enough to be in all these shows in New York, and right. it was around that time where you know, I guess multiculturalism. A lot of curators were coming to Cleveland just looking for stuff, you know. Well, crazy. Yeah. Just get out of the cities. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, new because all my friends had moved to New York. I was showing more in New York than they were. For me, it was important. Yeah, me. I mean, Cleveland was cool, man. That's why I met Dominique and Khalil. No, you met Khalil, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Nate and uh, Nick, Charles. We all live in the same building. My old professor, like Michael Ostad, lived in this uh-huh. elementary school that was converted to artist law called the, uh, the Hodge School. And then I, then after grad school, I, my old department head, he, no, my old, my old, just my old professor, he ended up becoming department head, so I took over his classes. Mm-hmm. So I started teaching right away. Uh, no, at Akron U. Oh, yeah. So I just lived in Cleveland and drove back and forth. And I taught at Oberlin and drove back and forth. But I taught part-time. I mean, I lived off the credit cards and, yeah. and teaching part-time. But I was selling some art a little bit. And um, But in Cleveland, it was like, man, I had this huge studio for like two eighty-five a month. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I remember calling up friends in New York and saying, well, you hear that? It's like the echo. <laughs> now, how much is that? I mean, pay for echo in New York, man. You could ask cheddar, right? Yeah. And then for me, it was all about time. It wasn't about yeah. money, you know. Still, I, so I don't. I'm not. I'm horrible with money and stuff. But for me, like time was a lot more precious because you had a chance to make. You know, I had a chance to make a lot of junk, mm-hmm. some good, some bad. But then I could grow. You know, I was evolving. I remember, I was 20. I was a young man, 
26 or something. But I remember, I think I made more art in a, in a year and a half than I did in six and a half years of college. Oh, crazy. It's just like... Just pro- time and space. Yeah, productive. You get to be productive. And so then figuring out stuff. And then so I started making all this woodworking and stuff. And just like wood shop and shit. So, oh. You know, so, uh, so uh, I gravitate to what I had available and stuff, you know. Right. And then so I started making all this furniture. And then, and then so I liked the narrative that was going along with them. I liked the fact that this is what I was thinking about. I was thinking about like, you know, people working for a living all week. Going to Bing's Furniture, just picking out an end table or a coffee table and bringing it home. And so I said, well, well like, so time base started coming into my head, like making work that right. would evolve in time and stuff. And so, so that's what I was starting to do. And so I asked what when I started. The, well, so, what was the furniture art like? Yeah, just like an end table with like a you, picture on it. And so, I mean, uh-huh. like I was making things that would present so called art in the African American working class home. So, and end tables would be, it'd be photographs on them. So, so the uh, furniture were actually objects for the, for just photographs. Like an elaborate frame almost? Yeah, no, it was pretty simple, yeah, yeah. No, I made the frame, yeah, no, just, yeah, just blended in. So it was funny, because I remember showing, like, you know, I, like, I mean, I like art with a capital A, and so I needed the white walls, uh, like other like other galleries to illustrate the objects, mm-hmm. so I remember people were like, I don't know, people were upset, but like I didn't show in a lot of community centers because it just didn't uh-huh. look good there. You know, it just looked like a piece of furniture, you know, kind of thing. So it needed the kind of length. Yeah. So I like language of art and stuff, and you know, so I needed I needed the gallery, I, like I needed that kind of system, right? You know, and then so I still gravitate toward. I mean, I like to show in community centers and stuff like that, but like not much because. You know, it's hard to have an 11 minute take showing in a community center because it's a different. I mean, not that people dig it, but it's like it's like it's the center, you, you know, like it's mm-hmm. like it's the venue. It's part of the language, a part of the object that I'm making, so to speak. So I'm thinking about that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I make different films for that kind of element. You know, I always think these films play better in these arenas and stuff. Like, and I, I, like I'm not dumbing anything down. No way. But it's just. But it's just what. I'm thinking about when I make it and stuff, you know, and yeah. you, you know, like I said, like again, these furniture pieces—they look like regular furniture, but if you put it in the community center with a kind of wood floor and stuff like that, then it just blends in, you know. And then so it needed the kind of white walls to simulate it as an art object, or whatever. Right. So they look like found objects, but I'd make, I'd remake the found object, mm-hmm. and I and I still do that in a weird way. Yeah. Were you making it completely from scratch, or you get yeah. something? Yeah, no, I'm making it. Yeah, I just started. Wood, I started woodworking and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that I was telling somebody the other day. The best thing I ever made in my life is my mom's coffee table. Oh yeah, it's like sleek, <laughs> dude. <laughs> no, it's the best thing ever. It, like film or anything I ever made. No, yeah, yeah. it's like it's way up there. Yeah, and just sitting in the, my mom's like front room with like magazines on it and stuff. But you know, what kind of wood is it? Poplar. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's oak. Yeah, it's oak. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's heavy. Yeah, strong. Yeah, it's strong. Yeah, it's like well done. You know, because I was at University of Tennessee and we had a good wood shop, so I would like. Yeah, so it's That's like. Great. Yeah, I mean, it just blends in, but it's like it's like completely like perfect. And then I like it's kind of it's yeah. like it's minimal. It's perfect. You know. Did uh, I'll show you a picture of? It. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then then where the hell's the leap <laughs> from furniture to film? Are you doing all the stuff? At the Wait, same there's time? no leap. Right. <laughs> Dude, well, did you see it? <laughs> There's no leap. No, it just is. Because, because, because if you've got 
you know. Well, the leap. Well, there's not. But a what le- I, no, what I would think. What I would think is like, like, satisfaction. Like you're doing, you're doing, yeah. you're working in one mode, and yeah. it's working, and that's taking you a lot of time. So why? Well, for me, like it's the result. Way? It's just like say. Uh-huh. So for me, like I said, like it's me. So like that piece of furniture is like a prop, right? Yeah. So you know. So then for me, it's you know. So me, I I I made the thing with the thought of like somebody worked for a week, got paid on Friday, bought a new coffee table brought it home and then that and then so if i make a film i had to show that somebody had a stamping plant you're working overtime just to make a little extra money to get some new furniture right you know so like that's the narrative Mm -hmm. and then so that's like that that's the bond (laughs) (laughs) see plant every time i around you i talk like you like like i'm a yeah yeah, it is your fault (laughs) i'm a chameleon Did um oh, but you had a speech thing, didn't you? Growing up, what? Didn't you have a stutter thing? Yeah, I still do. Yeah, yeah. speech. Yeah, total speech impediment. Yeah, it, it sucked too growing up because some days I couldn't oh, talk at all. So I'm sitting in like high school. Like I wouldn't ask questions. I just would not know. Right. You know, I'm just like, you know, I'm just afraid to, you know, because the people thought I was slow and stuff yeah, like that. You know, people didn't understand me. Thought I was sure, like right. slow. Yeah, I thought I was, wasn't smart and stuff like that. So. Then who kind of figured it out? Did you just finally get like a good teacher or something? Yeah, I was in uh, undergraduate school, and then I had to take a speech class, man. I was like, man, I'm a... Uh, man, how lame I, is that? No, I was all afraid. Yeah. So like, and I had taken speech therapy and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, so they were super nice to me. I'd go there like every, I don't know, a couple times a week. Oh, so just people who understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to, And then so I just learned how to slow down, breathe better. But, you know, I, but I'm like lazy. My vocabulary is bigger. Uh-huh. I'm looking for that table. Um, my yeah, vocabulary because I switch words. Right. I think I cuss a lot, um, and that's due to syllables that I could say and stuff. It's all based on consonants. And you know, certain days I can't say a certain a certain word or a certain you know something you know. So I have to like. Um, There's just like a hang up on it. Yeah, coming yeah, out. yeah. But I you know, I can tell you know you know Bo Jackson he stutters you know like, yeah, I, right. just like I can tell people who stutter you know just by the way they just by the way they talk and stuff because oh like, right. oh like they're switching words you know right yeah so you can tell that thing yeah from all the way but cuss words are just easier to sometimes yeah they're silly you know, they're single syllable and they help yeah know, right. just crass <laughs> yeah there's never it's good I like it when they combine. Yeah, somebody's got to make their own. And then also too, like you know, I think that's why, I like, I try to like humor. I like, like, I always like. I'm never people. You know, people think I'm serious, but, but I, I think a lot of the humor is based on like, um, um, just trying to like get people to ignore that I'm like stuttering and stuff. You know, uh, and make yeah. people comfortable. I don't, I don't know. It's like all kinds of you know psychological. Like, <laughs> I'm like I got issues. <laughs> It's good. So I'm making up excuses. I'm making up excuses, yeah. How are you? So, how was it getting in front of a. Audience was it thing? terrifying in front nah, of a class or no big deal? No, no, no. Because you were Not just confident more. with the material? Yeah, yeah. But I don't read in public, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I, no, it would be yeah. a nightmare to read in public. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I just like. People want me to. You know, like, I was asked to do a commencement speech. I'm going to do it. <sighs> what? Can you just memorize something, though? Yeah, that's the problem. I'm trying to memorize it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And I shouldn't do that. You could probably pull your shit together enough to just talk for an hour, though. Nah, just to tell rambling. Stu- to tell students what to do? Huh? To tell them what they're going to do in life after school? Yeah, I, be- I was like... I bet you could tell them. 
Get your shit together. <laughs> Man, it's like like the class of two, that, it's 2013. Get your shit together. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what you got to do, right? You know, you know, just be good citizens. Oh, but you're good at like, that's just like telling <laughs> the best people who've done it of like, they just tell stories. Yeah, but my stories aren't that interesting, though, you know. About yourself? Ah, it's just not, it's just not interesting. Anyone's here. People want to hear that shit. But even oh, like here it is right here. Oh, the table. Oh yeah. Wow, that's nice. Is that all one piece or is it? No, no, multiple, no. The legs dude, are separate. Dude. <laughs> what? No, I put it all together. Yeah, yeah. Assembled. So that's nice. Yeah. And she still got it. It's a oh, good yeah. lighting too. Did you do that lighting? No, I just like. I mean, the, just like a, like the window. Yeah, yeah, right? but that looks. Yeah, you know, you know, placed you know, like like I'm in the art making business. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what? Know what you expect. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so like, uh, um, wait, 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 where were we? About, uh, we were jumping to like French. commencement yeah, yeah, speech. Yeah, I forgot all that. <laughs> so, I mean, we, oh, the art, oh, the, oh, the furniture making, the building, and oh, yeah, yeah. And so you felt like, you, but you felt like it's, there must have been some point where you were making more films because you make, dude. Like, yeah, I was, you know, I think I think a lot of dudes are teaching because when I was at Tennessee, I, I taught photo, film. I started the film program there, there in Virginia, uh-huh. and. Then I, I taught photo and installation art. And, and then so I was like, because I was teaching it, and I was doing it still. But once I got to Virginia, I was just, I was teaching all films. So just oh, morphed well. into, yeah, I think that has a lot to do with That's the other thing, too. Like, if, you, if you've got some success and you're getting what you want for results out of, like, photography, mm-hmm. it's an easier process than making a film. No, f- shit, photos are hard, man. Man, I was a hard editor. Oh, man, yeah? I, man, I'd shoot, like, hundreds of rolls, print 13 images a year. And, that, and then that was, like... Yeah, that's real. That, that was good. I mean, I was hard editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all you know. It's all like hard and stuff. But I like photo. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw. Man, I miss it. I'm all desktop now. But I used to carry this wide lux camera with me all the time. So I'd oh, shoot yeah. wherever, wherever I was. Shit, what should be going on? Should be going down. <laughs> you, you'd be prepare preparation. <laughs> your art. Yeah, I, I, you call your camera your art maker. Too, yeah, that's so right. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> art maker. Yeah. So it was just so it was easy then. Nah, I just I, I don't mean easy, but like it just made sense to like yeah, it just work. Yeah, no, 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 I think I was, I was teaching it and stuff. But never since I've been teaching, but, you know, I don't know. When I this went Tennessee, I made it probably made about three, four films, five, six. Right. And then after that, I just started cranking them out. I guess whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I think my last good body of photo work was when I was in Rome. Yeah. Uh huh. 2002 or something. Yeah. That just been filmed full throttle the last 11 years, I guess. Right, yeah. 12, 10 years. How was the lead up to um, Spice Bush as your first feature? Did that Was that like a conscious undertaking? No, I was like, oh, man. Like, I was making it. Yeah, I wanted to make something longer, I think. I was like, I wanted to experiment, like, kind of like see how audience would sit through things. Or something. Mm-hmm. And then also, I was using, I started using found footage and stuff. I started getting stuff. I started shooting stuff to look like found footage. Started getting stuff. Like, yeah, and so you said you said it's actually hard to find like found footage. Of yeah, black, it was at first families. of African Americans. Yeah, stuff. it was all the news stuff and stuff because nobody like made goofy images of people like, and stuff like that. Right. But it wasn't that nobody was filming; it was that nobody was getting rid of it, right? Yeah, nobody was aiming cameras at people, and nobody was getting rid of it, and it was hard to find. But then, yeah, I was getting stuff from Ball and Craig Ball and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, started finding stuff through news stuff, mostly news stuff, and 
And like uh, industrials, you know, like uh-huh. post office stuff. And oh yeah, else? like yeah. filming in the workplace. Yeah, that kind of stuff like that. I was getting kind of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or just like educational films. Got a lot of, like, I got a lot of them from Cleveland and stuff, but mostly news. Yeah, news. But that stuff's all stilted, right? Yeah, yeah. It's always like sports and civil rights, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool, you know. Depends on how, like how you use it. And then so I started like you know, Spice Bush was what the hell is Spice Bush? So it was about a butterfly traveling, the lottery, my black migration, like a lot of themes, mm-hmm. fake and fall. I don't know all this kind of crazy. Thing. I mean, like it, right. just like it was fun to shoot. I like it because it because it's got both my kids in it. They're starring in it, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And then so uncles and you know it was like fun to shoot and stuff. And then yeah. I mean, it did pretty good, actually. Yeah, you guys picked it for New York Underground, right? No, no, I did Cinevegas. Yeah, but, but you were on the jury for New York Underground when that was. Oh, oh I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, but yeah. you know, I still haven't got my prize yet. And every time I see Ed Halter, it's like, no, because <laughs> like, like I was gonna boat or something. I was gonna get some kind of boat or boat. Some kind. I don't like know a real what boat it was. Or like a no, like, a it was like some kind of like first statue? place or something. Best dock or something. Yeah, we give it to you, best dock. Yeah, yeah. Controversial. New York Underground. The, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, Asia Argento got the. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. On. Yeah, like that makes sense. Best documentary. <laughs> yeah. What up? And, and then of course, and of course, like nothing in it's true. <laughs> it's all made up. Doesn't matter. Yeah, no, doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, lots of fiction films are way yeah. more truthful. Dude. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. So so Ed owes you a statuette of some type. Yeah. I'll get it out of him. <laughs> well, the uh, yeah, but it's like uh, you know, you're still you've got people and you've got people doing things, and it seems like you're representing yeah, real yeah, right. reality. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I use my uncle. Um, I mm. actually wrote lines for him. Like oh, he yeah. like he was truck driver, so I figured it was like transient and stuff like that. Then I wrote lines for him, and he just couldn't. And then, and then, like he was like excited, and he was like trying to study in them and stuff. I was like going to Cleveland, shoot some stuff, go back to Mansfield, and, right. and he was up late, like <laughs> learn his lines and stuff. And then, so my son was trying to carry because my son's an actor, right? yeah. so my son was trying to carry him and stuff like that. I mean, I thought it was adorable though, but it just didn't work. So, right. so I ended up shooting. I ended up using the outtakes from it, like we, you know, I had audio on top of it, a lot of it and stuff. But, uh-huh. but. As long as I got my uncle Plez to talk about like what he did for a living and old stories, and he's telling stories, and and then you just kind of apply that to the kind of narrative structure and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's like I mean, people yeah, talked about yeah. this a million times, but yeah, it's obvious. yeah, like, yeah. So I just if you're re if you're re uh, what, do, what do you call it reenactments. Yeah, yeah, I do that and stuff. So, but I just have him tell a story because I know the story. It's like, why don't you talk about this? And then he just go on for a couple of minutes and stuff, and mm-hmm. and then so you you know you just put that in the narrative and stuff. Yeah. Or so-called narrative structure. So, so uh, Spice Wars was fun. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but um, it's structural too. That can't be on accident. No, that was, no. I, I I think Lynn Quay was one of the one of the students who helped me cut it. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, 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 I mean, the film was scripted. I mean, it was all, and we laid it down and made it move things around around and stuff. But no, it was like it wasn't just random stuff though. I just wanted to. You know, just getting all this footage together and stuff. I'm how, how do you think the long take, meaning like a take that lasts like 10 minutes, how do you think that affects the audience? It depends. Well, that's a for a specific audience, you know. Like you got to be, you know, patient and disciplined for that kind of stuff. And sometimes I'm not even not. Like sometimes, like sometimes I don't even watch it. I just like, <laughs> it's like, 
Just go to Taiwan and get to the end of it. No, I only like listen to it. <laughs> oh, really? I did like I make sure You'll the sounds are right. Just make sure the sound is right. Yeah, because I know the take is fine because I saw it just when I was shooting it. So I just got to get the audio right, you know. <laughs> like but you never worry. I mean, there's always that thing. You you know, it's the same thing. Like you take a still photo, still photo. Mm-hmm. Then you walk away or whatever. Yeah, then yeah. You see it like a month later. Like I like, oh, saw it through the viewfinder. Yeah, I know exactly what it looks like. But you're not worried about it later. The way you look at a photo, you take a photo. Even if you print a photo and you look at it a month later, it it becomes either good or bad again. Yeah, but no, I, no, I just know it through the viewfinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like, like I'm really surprised. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, you're really surprised. So, so people are seeing. I'm it. more disappointed. I think at some point, yeah. How so? Yeah, like just even it was still photo. I was like, I like I remember that picture, and, I, and then I get back like, oh man, my framing's off, you know, or something like that, or right. even like in film, I was like, oh man, this, God, that looked better on like through the viewfinder or something like that, though. But yeah. but you know, something spot on, and I like I knew it from the viewfinder, yeah. And you're, are you using a Bolex most of the time? So you're like eyes up against the people? Uh, that and uh, Airflex or, and, and, or like the Aton yeah. or whatever. Because yeah. that's kind of, that's that's like a different... Well, you've shot on video, right? You know you know, you know that vibe of pulling the monitor, like shooting by looking at a monitor yeah. and by looking through a view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, for me, it's the same. Things. Oh, Not really? I feel like it's a different... Well, it's obviously a different thing. Well, film... Does it not bother you either way? No, because film I expose. You know, this is what the core of a, the medium is. Like film, I feel like I'm exposing mm-hmm. myself and the, the, the audience something. And, and in video, I'm really, you know, video is more audio. It just like, like I'll tell people like this when I use HD or or yeah. or mini or mini. I love mini DV. God, I missed that one chip. Sony can't remember. I shot two features with. It. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like the texture of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then I could color correct the hell out of it, so it was no, so it was never a problem. But, but um, but it was always audio related video. It was always recording audio more so than visual. Mm-hmm. So as long as I could hear it, you know, uh, okay. you know, so it was like a different take on it, whatever, you know. So when you were doing Bolex stuff, you were you still got sound though, right? So sometimes I had to get sound later, not sync sound, or you yeah, had to get it later, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so then so for me it's more picture, right? You know, it's more picture, yeah, than it is uh, audio. So yeah, so do you feel like you're composing again when you're recording the audio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta figure out what goes on, to- you know, like I gotta figure out right then and there, and what goes on to go on top of this, you know, right? Yeah, so so it's a tougher process i guess whatever yeah, yeah. how much editing is going into the sound for like something like About spice a ton. oh my god that was a ton of ton of audio yeah like spice was man that was like 14 hours worth of material or something like that. oh wow that was a lot of shit yeah because we cause they used some feature films like those dinosaur films right? oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and like get christy love get christy, yeah. <laughs> and there's something else in it too i can't remember it's like another yeah, it was a third one Oh, shit. oh it was just that found footage of like some guy at the post office. Like, yeah, I think it was an industrial. It was more, yeah, yeah, yeah more forgotten. Yeah, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. What about that? What about that was interesting for you using the found against all this stuff? Well, shot. that was a hard thing because I did that film, Pictures from Dorothy. Yep. And then I remember I was up in McDowell or Yado with uh, Talia Delaney, my co writer on this feature film we did. And then, I, then so, like, meantime, I was cutting these shorts with found footage stuff. And I was like, it's found footage. You know, I was getting this found footage. Oh, this stuff is cool. And so I said, like, this shit's flat. It was like, it was like a weird, it was like, oh, dude, I got to practice. Because you can't just like slap that shit around, man. You got to like, you know, it was, I mean, that's a discipline. 
Yeah, so I had to learn. You had to learn it, right? You know. And then so once I started experimenting with it and playing with it and stuff, then so I did like get mm-hmm. pictures from Dorothy because there's some found footage in that. Not a lot, mm-hmm. but there's some found footage in that. And then that became the model for Spice Bush, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of sectional that. too. Yeah, yeah. It became the model for Spice Bush. Yeah, that kind of formal quality, you know. And then so after that, I said, "Well, shit. Well, like I better start writing this thing." Because you, know? you can't edit. You, I mean, especially because you shoot so much stuff, you can't just cut to found footage and it be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you gotta no work with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't. I mean, for me, it's like working with the found object. You know, just like sculptures. Like, I mean, you can't just put a chair in a gallery. You gotta like figure out the kind of like the kind of materiality of that thing, you know, you got to like do mm-hmm. something to it or, or maybe that's, that, that that's not the right one. Or, or sometimes I'll shoot stuff and I was like, ah, I'll just reshoot. I'll just restage it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm making this film this summer. Uh, I was shooting, I was with my man, Khalil Pettisai and I was filming this guy uh, with a super eight and, and I was filming across the street and he was like stealing copper or something like that, you know? And then you know, your footage didn't look good. Cause I was just like, you know, and I was zoomed in; it was too shaky and stuff. Right. So I'm, so I'm, so I'm gonna redo it. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna read. So it becomes like it's kind of a drawing almost, and they just redo it. And then a guy came after me with a hammer, and I didn't know that was pulling <laughs> the parking lot. And then Cleo talked him down. What? Because you filmed him doing yeah, it? I guess so. But that guy was stealing. As <laughs> he was in the wrong ear. It was like funny. Yeah. What so, did he, <laughs> he just had it in his hand. I guess. Yeah, he was using it as a tool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even talk to the guy. Cleo was talking to the guy. I have to ask him. But, but yeah. But um. But I'm gonna like. Uh, I'm gonna like. This like I'm gonna redo that. Yeah. So you yeah. know. So like I shot it to look like found footage and like that. And uh, then like didn't look. I mean, it was interesting, but not that interesting. So I'm gonna make it better I'm, I'm gonna redo it just wait yeah. but you just a sketch so i have like a lot of stuff like a lot of footage i'm like well, shit, i'm just gonna restage that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then then your second feature cinnamon like really connected that is that the second one isn't it feature yeah i think so yeah because yeah. yeah, yeah. it's got like uh yeah i wanted to be a single focused i wanted to be like focused on one thing and it was like drag racing and stuff and right so i like the fact that it was like like um like it was like like I wanted to be like I wanted I was thinking about painting and abstract expressionism and you know again it's mm-hmm. art is like the you know art's the core right so I wanted to something that people thought was super simple mm-hmm. but then all this internal complexity to it and stuff and drag racing has all that stuff and then plus John Bowles who was the, the mechanic and drag racer and right. he's arguably the most smartest man I've met in my life and the guy's just genius about everything yeah, yeah. The way he just like minimalizes everything. He's like really cool. Yeah. So I like that kind of, and I like the intellectualizing of everything. Just like this really, I mean, like in Spice, in, in Cinnamon, there's like scenes where people just thinking. And people just like, you know, guys just like just trying to figure out what's wrong with the car, you know? And it's just like, whoa. <laughs> right. You know, that's working. You know, that's labor, right? You know, that's getting it done. I mean, that's artistry, right? You know, trying to figure out what paint goes, you know, what formally, why didn't that work? You know? Well, so many of those cars, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, the, they're gonna make their own their own hoses. They're gonna make their own way to make something better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, those it's, guys. It's I mean, so those different guys, than I mean, just, it's just like a little bit of adjustment, you know. Yeah. You know, it's like art, right? Like, formally, it's not working. Maybe add a little this, and yeah, it's like same thing. Won't being okay with like uh, this could break something. Yeah, yeah. Art just could kill you. Yeah. <laughs> or in the case, yeah, <laughs> get injured. <you. laughs> Because his what's his story? He was a real drag racer. Right? Yeah, he was he retired racer, he was at that time? Though? No, no, no. He was a mechanic. He was in his fifties. Yeah, you know? and then like he was helping out his daughter. Like his brother was racing, and his 
wife uh-huh. used to race, but his daughters and grand and then two grandkids were racing. Yeah. So he was just helping them out. Yeah, yeah. So we just shot it around. And then I had the actress as if I was like I wanted the actress as if the daughter was older. Or he hired another driver, so to speak. Yeah. So would you did you go into that just thinking you were gonna like record like pieces of his life? But no, then, no, you, I was gonna make it up. The, the, the whole oh, point was just along. kinda yeah, yeah, I knew all along. Yeah, I was gonna make it up. But you must but you met him first, like just he's an interesting dude yeah 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 this guy named this guy teach what he photographs like historian john mason he photographs like drag racing and stuff and oh. i was then like i wanted a short track racer kind of an oval racer i was thinking about getting those standard things because my dad used to be in the auto and like like kind of racing like industry and stuff right so we were like a race car driver and mechanic and stuff so i wanted to kind of find something like that yeah i went that went something really like simple monotonous but it was like like thinking about something so so right. it kind of revolved around that yeah yeah it was fun to shoot best shoot ever oh yeah, I, I like had some good shoots recently and stuff but that was just like two days shoot man so that's all it took the whole thing yeah <laughs> what yeah dude had a great crew we had a great time great weather you know two days shoot yeah we shot friday yeah. uh, like saturday we shot the banks the, the, the teller stuff and the mechanic garage and something we went to the track and then no, I did go to go. Oh, you got some stuff in the garage. Too. Yeah, yeah, and that was and then and then, and then that was a Saturday. Did all I want? <laughs> well, no, I did go. Me and this guy named Alex Stockwell, he was a student mm-hmm. of mine. He we went to the track one day, so maybe three days, maybe. Right. But you know, it was just nah. It's pretty great. Yeah. Hey man, I'm, hey man, I gotta get it done. <laughs> Time to be like, hey, hey. I ain't got that much money. You, know? <laughs> you got to get back to class. You got <laughs> to teach on Monday, dude. No, I got the Sundance deadline. I got to get that thing. Done. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to get it in. Plant's already mad at me because I'm like late. No, <laughs> never mad. Yeah, and I because I, I didn't finish the island till late, man. Because yeah, I was waiting on that found footage that never came. Oh, That's yeah, why, because the film was done, uh-huh. and then I just did some tweaking with the music and stuff like that. But I was it's waiting on that found. film, and, and, and like it never came. So there's like, nothing in it now, right? No, no, I yeah, was waiting yeah. for it till like that. that that's like the, 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 that's why you never got. I gave it to Rotterdam for some reason or another, right? But I didn't want it. I don't like giving things to you like half done. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be all the way done. Yeah, it's gotta be all. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. a good thing about deadline you try but you can't force it yeah 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 so i was trying to get it done but i was waiting on that footage that's what that's what that, that, yeah, that's why i didn't yeah. submit that's fine you know that's fine. what about the repetition i like it <laughs> <laughs> what do we want to know about it but that was that was that something you were thinking about going into it too or is that something you found by well, hanging I out like, with drag racers i like yeah something that they did and i knew there was something going on like the transfer you know, like you get that transfer button you can go like that you know mm-hmm. so i like the whole idea of Repetition anyway, because it's practice. You know, I like the body movements and like that. So I like, and he and even the cowboy films, like that's kind of similar. Like ten five in the grass, you you see mm-hmm. them practicing all the time. You see them practicing all the time. You see it in their yeah. heads and stuff. I like this film. People like thinking, you know, just like the face and stuff like the people doing things. Yeah, those are all real rodeo dudes. Yeah, all real dudes. Yeah, yeah. and women. Yeah, or young ladies or girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the cinnamon? What? What's after cinnamon? Uh, Golden Age of Fish. Yeah, it's a- that thing is difficult. <laughs> I like fish though. Fish. So, what do you think? But since you brought that up, <laughs> difficult. Like, yeah, fish yeah, was hard. Yeah, like how much? Like you know, there's that. That's a, that's an easy cliche that like, oh, if you're gonna make avant work, 
you better make it, you know, complex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just good. Or, or just, or, yeah, 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 yeah. So how much, is, like, when you're putting something together, especially in editing, how much of it enters into your head, like, oh, this is going to be difficult for other people? Well, fish... Well, I wanted to, like, write it and shoot it at the same time, and it just didn't work. At first, oh, really? like, I wrote the script. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I wanted to go to Cleveland, write the script, and then, like, do it in the same month and stuff. I was, you know, instead of doing it, I was, I, like, I was trying a different process. And also, I knew I was going to get all this, and I got all this found footage, bought a lot of it, uh-huh. uh, traded for some, had all this stuff. So I knew I was going to do that, and um, I knew it was going to be components to it. Like, in it, there's, like, because that year, if you look on my, my filmography, there's like 20 films that year. Because right. then there are all these elements end up being short films. So mm. I wanted this kind of like, I wanted to be that kind of, compo- I wanted to be like segregated, but the same, you know, these kind of different parts. And that got really, really hard because it just didn't make any sense. But also, too, what I really was into, I was really into the art, art. I was really into the art jester, and then just not doing fish. It was important to me to like what is experimental or so-called experimental cinema, and to me, it was like two things that didn't really go together but went together. It was like the and then that would separate it from like narrative films or documentary films, and like mm-hmm. what's this just aggressive cut? So I wanted it to have that in it and stuff, and then and then so after I was cutting it for all the fall and shit, I was like. Grinding, and I think you got a bad copy of it, <laughs> right. and then and then like I showed a bad copy at Rotterdam. When I oh, I, I I could barely watch it. I went back and like cut like ten minutes off, and then it was tight as a drum. And I showed it in Bafisi, whatever. Yeah, I was like a lot happier with it. But but I think what achieved that Jester Moore was actually eerie. Mm-hmm. Like I like, and I think I needed people to be invested in something for a longer period of time and then make the aggressive cut and then that would be the brush stroke so that's when you got into even longer so yeah and that made and that solved that i mean fish is okay i remember i watched it when i was in uh, switzerland i was like that should be 10 minute take i was watching it, it was like holy i should read shoot that motherfucker man <laughs> i was like and i was thinking about it, i was like good god like that was all i had to do two years later that's all i had to do was just because the scenes were just too quick it just didn't, yeah. you know, like it, and then also the components were too componenty. Like sometimes they fit together. So, I mean, I like, like I, like that's the probably of all the features I learned the total most from that. I was just totally immersed in it and stuff. And then that, you know, and then that helped out. Like that formally was like, you know, like got me. And then, and then Erie was the, the salute. And then the single mm-hmm. take became the salute. Like because because people weren't invested. Like those those guys working in the street department of East Cleveland, those should be ten minute takes, right? And then cut to the geologist. You know that should that could have been. Oh my god, that was so easy. You know, I just didn't know it then. Then at the time, I was trying to like tell this story, use all that found footage, and I was trying to tell it like that about Cleveland and all kind of stuff like that. Right. You know, and then like that was the and that's what the thing that need to be done. Like it need to be like ten minute takes, and then like little they bits of Jim Brown and. And then back, you know, now that had been that had been totally. And then it's cool. I like did it the way it was. And then once I did areas like that was. And then, then I remember just when I was driving up to Buffalo and stuff, I was like, oh my god, like this is gonna be so easy. Like it took hour and a half to cut area. Oh, crazy. it took like another 
Wait, that's like the runtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like because I knew what like nothing was moved around. Uh, yeah, I was like, this scene's going here. This scene, and I shot like fourteen scenes. I know I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna use that one. I use this one. Use that one. Use that one. That was it. And there's three scenes I didn't even process. They're still like filming on like underneath my okay. refrigerator in my office. That's why I had to tape around it. Like I didn't process because because wow. the clip didn't work. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, so Erie and Fish are totally related. You were just confident it. enough what you saw through the viewfinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or just this, or something broke down. Or yeah. my framing and shit. Oh, yeah, my God. Else. It just got sloppy. It tripped or something. I don't know. Right. Something. <laughs> it was just true. <laughs> yeah, I did like two, three takes or something. It's like neither one of them worked. Yeah, because Erie seems to flow really good. Yeah, yeah. And that was so... Erie has a lot of... Uh, I mean, it feels like a combination like of a lot of stuff. That's one of the only few films I would not redo anything. Well, mm-hmm. like the scene of the guy breaking in his car. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, like, that, that, that's the only thing I um, saw, um, I, um, I did on the um, street, and I was with uh, the Santa Paula, just like Allison Goble and stuff, and we was like, oh, my, look at this guy. And I turned around, and then she did the sound for me right then and there. I mean, like, Wait, was it just a guy? Like, met that, like again, I met, like, before I rolled the camera, I, I met that guy, like, maybe four minutes before I pulled that and before I slated it. <laughs> so, wait, so what are you, what are you telling him? Though? I was like, dude, man, I'm making art. Yeah. Can I film you for 11? I want you to, you know, and then, so after I got done, I said, I was rooting against you. <laughs> Cause I wanted to keep going, but you know what? But just when I was looking through the viewfinder, right. I said like, if he gets in this car, well, I just have my son do it. Oh, yeah, like yeah, re, re do it. Yeah. Just put an actor it. in. Yeah. Just put an actor in. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so I wish I would have done that because then, because then I would have had one more piece of footage of him in it before he passed. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I would have right. had one more. So I was like, so that's the only thing. I wish I would have shot it anyway. Right. Yeah. And then the, I was thinking about it, but I said, no, I got it. Let me move on because I had all these roles. I wanted to find other things. Right. So you know, I wish I would have just you know done it anyway. But 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 eerie and and maybe um, this film called The Week in a Hole and. Pictures from Dorothy. You know, there's a, some, and some other films too. Some of the found footage films like are just complete. Like, n- there's nothing I wouldn't change. You know? right. yeah. And even Cinnamon, I, I wish I would have asked one, one more. I, like, a, like I, I wish I would, I would got one more element in it, or maybe two more things in it. But other than that, man. But Erie was just like, yeah. little, like Erie, like Fish had to be done before Erie to be done. You know, right? Yeah, Golden Age of Fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the end shot of Erie is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I knew that was going to be the end because we could yeah. we were basically the underground railroad going up to Canada, right? Right. You know, so I mean, I wrote that in the car driving up there. Oh yeah, but what what? Uh, and then that sword fighting fiend. I was like, I need like a kind, kind of a yeah kind of fencing two guys scene because fencing, I wanted yeah. the the kind of audio metal because of the kind of the steel industry and stuff and and then so I went to Shakespeare on the park. On Tuesday, I met those guys Tuesday night, took them to lunch Wednesday, hired a fight coach Thursday, and shot it on Friday. I love that way of shooting. Yeah. Right. It was perfect. But with those guys, like, uh, did you say they're like... With trained actors, yeah. Yeah, so they're almost sword fighting for film. Yeah, 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 because they learned those moves that day, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what does the script look like in that case? Yeah, just like a note. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Fencing. <laughs> One word, and then like, and just, just like a square that was empty inside because picture was gonna go there. <laughs> no, it was like five. The script was like five pages for that. Yeah, I just had the scene yeah. written on like, like, like medical employee because like that's, right? Because 
because those are the biggest employees. Because it's no longer oh, yeah. the, like the, the what the auto industry, you know, the metal employees. So now, like, like you know, you've got a medical worker, or clinical workers, or right. uh, like our healthcare professionals, because those are the biggest employees up north now. Oh, or out east or mid or pharmaceutical or, no, or hospital just, no clinics hospitals yeah, 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 yeah. healthy yeah. so what so you know you've got when you're presenting a film to people you've got you've got the film you made and then you've got uh programmer notes mm-hmm. and then you've got your thoughts about why you did like you know yeah, and the fact that you, I'm going to have notes. two I'm going to have two guys fencing because I want the sound of metal so how much of the audience you think needs to be exposed none to all that. three of those things? No, 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 no. Yeah. Is it, more, is it more interesting to just come to it? Because when you describe what you're going to come do, I mean, there's a script, but just, just the idea you have thoughts, this means this, and you're going to go get it. Yeah. Is it okay that the audience only sees what you shot? There? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, you don't have to know what's all. I mean, because there's a ton of shit in every scene and stuff, but eh, I can't remember it. <laughs> I, 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 I right. don't know. I just like... Like fish, I can't remember. I had to watch fish in Neon because I hadn't seen it in years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how Charles Burnett does. He keeps showing to kill his people all the time and gives a talk about it. It's like, man, I just can't. It's like, I, see, what? I had to Epic. watch the films last night because I hadn't seen them in a long time. So I can, <laughs> it's like, I be able to talk about it. I was like, man, because like, I was going to go out in the lobby and work. I was like, man, I better watch these things because I don't. Because I haven't oh, yeah, seen yeah. the cowboy one in, in, like, like in a while. So I just. Oh, it's not that old. I know. I just like moved on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, because this, because if it wasn't for Madeline, this you know stuff you know like right. before you know I what I just send my films to like nine people like in the world, you know like you get a hit Ed Halter, Catherine yeah. Munt, Michael Gillespie, you're right, right. some other people, it's like Rodder, you know I just give it to the same people it was like and then I just put right. it in the it's funny we me and Claudia Harrell, she teaches history uh-huh. at, and we we shot that film that you hadn't watched yet the one I just gave you we, we the short. At, yeah, the yeah, sugar coated yeah. arsenic. Look at this, finish yeah, yeah. that. And I gotta remember, like, I gotta keep, cause, cause you know, because she's excited and I'm excited about it because I like it and we had a great, great time shooting it and stuff. And but that's her first film, and you know, for you know, so the, I can't put that in the closet. Like I usually, I just like <laughs> just put it down and move on, because I got somebody else involved, you know. Right, yeah. Right. So, but I'll just like, okay, I'm done with it. And then now I start thinking about this film I'm shooting this summer. You know, I just yeah, and like I'll just put it in, and you know, I just like move on. So, oh yeah, I got these old films that people haven't. Like I have a bunch of films I haven't that you know, people haven't seen. Yeah, you know? oh, and they're done, and I like them. Are you always showing them to the people who are in them? Who yeah, probably, yeah, probably are with they get DVDs. Yeah, you know, I just mail yeah, it yeah. back to them and stuff like that. Though. Yeah, people into it. Like I mean, I'm assuming a lot of these. I don't yeah. know because I'm never around. I think so. Every now and then I get people like, yeah, yeah it was nice. And then yeah. I, I shot another cowboy one, the equestrians. I didn't have sound. It was on Super Eight. Right. And then I gave it to them. They were confused because it was silent and I didn't tell them. Oh, they thought know? the sound yeah. was missing. Yeah, yeah, and which is totally understandable. You know? Sure. So and then that's the only reason why I know that they saw it. <laughs> complained about it <laughs> no 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 it was understandable it was like yeah. oh yeah it's totally oh it's no there's no sound yeah, yeah, yeah they cool with it after that yeah I guess yeah they were cool yeah yeah because it came to the Whitney and saw it when they played oh that's cool yeah it was cool yeah I mean yeah. it's all like but other than that you know I gave it to them I know those Cowboys guys watch it because they because I called them because they had a flood down there and then I was like concerned or something and eating Natchez there's some kind of weather thing I was going to see if everybody was like Fred Mayberry's family was okay and, and oh, everybody yeah, was okay yeah, yeah. and stuff and yeah. I called them and then they said they saw it and they said they liked it but but you know I don't 
Yeah, and then a couple people who saw Island, like I just sent them before I went up to Sundance. I just made a bunch of DVD copies, and right. then I got some response from from people, and I think they were happy that I just sent it to them and they finished it and yeah. they were involved. So document. Yeah, you know, I just want to share stuff. You know, there's some people that haven't even got films from me. Yeah, you know? I know it. You know, I was like, right. I thought I sent them. I guess I didn't. But. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's just a powerful thing, even if it's not like. There's one thing if you tell somebody like, oh, they're gonna be in a movie, but no, it's. The difference between, like, you're going to be in a movie and I'm going to film you. Yeah. Like and also, no, the difference is when they could see it. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. everything's speculation, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when they see it, they're like, oh, yeah. You know, it's a totally, you know. Well, and it has to be a trip for people if you're going to shoot them on film. Like, well, the big see... camera's a big camera, you know? Right. Like, yeah, like the Aton. It, so it's all the same. Just because you can't see it immediately, though. But I don't think people ever even a news cameras like oh we can't take a look at that i don't know if they ever saw it yeah that's well, true. like just somebody asked me last night what well, do you show it to them while i'm shooting i was like yeah i guess yeah, that yeah. was an option <laughs> <laughs> but no because i want to look at it right, right. i don't want to look because i want to move on right, you know? right yeah somebody asked me that last night it was interesting i was like no because nobody never asks can't take a look at that uh, yeah, yeah. i think one time i think either, you know what they asked us when i have like like still photography, like back in the day, or uh, or sure. just when I had a Bolex. Can I see that? It's like no, oh, it's a good Bolex. <laughs> right. But no, but even when I did, cause like nobody asked to see it or something. Yeah, and, that, and I think there's um those DSLR cameras. I have to watch it just to make sure I got the audio. Right. Because sometimes I don't turn on the mic or something like that. Yeah, I just forget oh, to turn on yeah, the mic, yeah. and then it doesn't record. So I have to check it. That's a but, problem. Yeah. yeah, but I just check it for sound. And that's about it. But I don't. But I don't look at it until I get ready to put it in the computer and edit it. Whenever, so. And how it, do you feel like almost you've been making a lot of family home movies this whole time because you had your kids in the movies a lot? Oh. Uh, could you come back later? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Half an hour. <laughs> Although I got to get out at noon. Yeah, no, it's that's fine. Time. But they're going to come over here and dock me for it. You're a filmmaker. They can't kick you out of this room. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Now, you, if I was a rock star, they'd call the cops. On me. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> what, uh, uh, do you feel like almost you've been making like you've got a certain section of like family home, home movies? movies just because you've no. got your kids and a lot of stuff? Yeah, but but they're doing things like they're like acting. I mean, it's, like it's not like they're like waving at me. They're at a game or something like that. Because like, no, um, I got my nephew. I filmed him. He re- I've filmed like he. Mm-hmm. He probably seen. Like, I call him Wolf Ticket for some reason. I don't know why, but anyway. <laughs> that's his credit. That's, ticket, or is that's, that his actual name? That's his name. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what I call him. <laughs> and anyway, uh, he was playing baseball, and I just filmed him. They made a film yeah. by him because he had his bad shoulder, something like that. So I was just like filming him. But, but you know, I don't think nobody saw that though. But, but you know, like it's, but, but that's not even the home movie issue. It's just like trying to make art. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I never. I don't know. I never. You know, I I took kind of wedding pictures once. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was my gift for people taking wedding pictures, but but other than that, but but it becomes important. I mean, it becomes important yeah. because you're filming people. Yeah, yeah. I used to like you know because I because I never lived with my kids. I lived in different states or whatever, so speaking. So it was always mm-hmm. nice going home and like watching them, you mm-hmm. know, so speaking. You know, but but it, but they were shot for. Yeah, I, I haven't shot my daughter in a while because I just. I'm waiting for her to get older so I can get this teenage girl kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's in Erie? Yeah, she's in Erie. She was a young thing in there. And she was in Spice Witches at three or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. And that's it. And she was been in a, another film when she was a baby, like her belly is in one of them. 
But that's also like, I mean, that's another good thing about your films is that it's this kind of portraiture. There's a lot of that, that in it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. just like, I mean, people just want big scenes. People now want big scenes from documentaries. Like big scenes? Like drama, like genre. Documentaries even become a genre. Where yeah, people, like oh, I didn't, like, you know, people talk about, you know, there's feedback on films like, well, they just sort of follow them around. And yeah. that's not enough for people anymore because documentary has become so popular. It's got to be Roger and me. It's got to be a very intense food, story. That food guy. You know, like Food Inc. is great, too. But no, that Morgan Spark. Drama. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super size. <laughs> yeah. Those films are all good. Yeah. But it feels like, but then it's, you know, you got audiences that want... They want drama. They want high drama. They want action. I yeah, guess what I'm trying to say yeah, from a documentary. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, what documentaries have that, though? Action? You know, war documentaries, political documentaries. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have that kind of tension. Crime documentaries. Yeah, know? that kind of tension. Like, you want to... Yeah. Like, you're invested in it because something is tragic. Like, something's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. I feel like the fiction... Like, some people, obviously... All those films I mentioned are good. Yeah. But like something like, I don't know, like American movie. You're following a person trying mm. to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. that's as fascinating. Yeah. But it's the same sort of thing you do. is like you're showing people doing things and seeing people doing things you don't usually see. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, my, yeah, I always, I don't like, I'm a, you know, you know, you know that classic script writing thing is like, you, you know, mm. there is a story and a situation. The situation is a cat sleeping on the blanket. And then the story is a cat sleeping on the dog's blanket. You know, the, the right. kind of script, you know, you you, you, you do have that the, the the dependent conflict, you know. Yeah. But I like the cat sleeping on the blanket. <laughs> you know, Hell I like yeah. the situation, you know, so to speak, you know. Yeah. And the situation is is as interesting as a story, and I even like making up the situation. Right. You know? And then for me, I like the the so called backstory of the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I film films as if we're shot in the middle. Is like we just like something happened before the viewer got there, and something's going to happen after the viewer leaves and stuff. And, yeah. and then the story seems a little bit conclusive, I guess, whatever, so to speak. Yeah. And I don't. And then and that's a good option, but but uh, like I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. yeah. So it, like documentaries, yeah. like they have to wrap up. Yeah. There's even those bad. God. What's those things like? Like yeah, heavily like all narrated. The stuff. They love that shit. They love that liberal, white liberal shit. What's that? Um, those the guy make those documentaries about Fox News and mm-hmm. and and even during the 2004 election, yeah. yeah, just sit through these stupid things. And then and then the thing is like they always have it like like a smiley at the end, like it's mm-hmm. gonna get better, you know, like kind of thing. It's just like they're trying to wrap it up, you know, trying to which is like it, it, it ain't fucking wrapped up. He's <laughs> um. fucking unhinged, <laughs> but they had to. But uh, like, but I think it's from narrative filmmaker or something. They have to. Wrap, it seemed like they have to. Yeah, you kind of make it conclusive, I guess. Right? Yeah, and it's yeah. obvious. Like people want their life to wrap up like a film. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. oh, I need to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At, like, fi- so, at five o'clock, and then something is heroic, and it's usually the filmmaker is seem her- like heroic. You know, like they may not be like. Thor or whatever, the Hulk or something like that. Or, yeah, know, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, but it's the filmmaker seems to like you know like Roger and you know like sure oh yeah he, you know he you know like what's that guy named Michael Moore he's mm-hmm. the hero mm-hmm. you know so it's not and the filmmaker for for presenting this to us is heroic in a weird way and yeah and that's like boring you know it's in a weird well way. I think like I mean, it's different I guess you know that. you don't get that in real life so you need that release yeah, totally. yeah and I yeah. and I do like those films yeah but I mean, if that's all it can be it's like man you better learn how to just like that blanket 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's what it's gonna be that's most of the time. And you know what? The bl- that blanket, if if it's lit right, it's got some good texture. <laughs> texture, <laughs> you know, tonalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Time is moving. Yeah. You see some dust in the light, you know, shit like that. Yeah, and then also the sun's moving, so you know it could be getting. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So the shadow's getting longer, right? Action. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> or, or worse, cut. <laughs> I think I got it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, so before the maids uh, kick us out of here, the, yeah. we, we didn't even touch on steroids yet. What about them? Like, well, I like that you you are one of the few people I know that's. Uh, I don't know if I don't want to say defender of steroids, but we talk about Barry Bonds a lot. Yeah, he's he's, he's second greatest baseball player of all times. No, fourth. Is that fourth. No, fourth. Uh, Satchel Page. Josh Gibson. Josh Gibson. Willie Mays. Oh, Willie Mays. Yeah, yeah. Barry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> so Hank Aaron, just because he's Hank Aaron's fifth. It's fifth. Oh, okay. Because he got like, there. Hank. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, like I mean, a lot of these dudes too. No, so- but Griffey's got to be like eighth. Ninth. I mean, you know, people like Ruth and shit, and sure, sure. DiMaggio, and who's the other? Like all these, like oh, Ted Ru- Williams. But, but Ted Williams never played defense. So, but these guys are. You just so he's not a complete player. I can hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, not a hear that. tool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's but it's but it's. So you've only named one guy on steroids, though. Because you're one of the few people that's just like you know, like I think he should took, be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, they in the Hall of Fame. As long those as guys should be in the Hall of Fame. As long as Ty Cobb is in there, they should be in there. They and then who's the guy who owned the yeah. Boston Red Sox? That guy was a staunch <sighs> fucking segregationist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a northerner. He's not, Terrible. So like, they should be all like all like like all those guys should be in the Hall of you know like yeah, McCoy. totally. And and, and, he, and even Paul Merrill should be in the Hall of Fame. Who? Palmero, like Rafael Palmero. Oh yeah, 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 got the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got the number, the thing is, it's like you got the numbers. It's all about the numbers. All this kind of like like higher than thou. These sports caster weasels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, but, but they didn't like Bonds anyway. You think they didn't like him anyway? Yeah, of course they yeah, didn't like yeah. him. I mean, you see that Ken Burns with the second one, the the baseball Ken Burns. Yeah, the whole series. Yeah, spent a lot of time on Bonds because yeah. you know Bonds is like. Uh, no, it's complex. I mean, Bond's it's... best year was actually the year after he had 73 home runs. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was his best. That's the best, probably, statistical batting ever. So does it, does it, <laughs> so does it bother you, or does it bother you that some dude does steroids and breaks records? Uh, you know, baseball, I don't know why baseball is sacrimonious, whatever. Because yeah? yeah. people say, well, you know, like, well, like, it must be steroids. And it once. But Maris only hit 61 home runs once, and he's not even in the Hall of Fame. So he, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, he had a good year. Can people have good years, you know? Right, right, right. You know, good. I mean, Bonds could master the inside pitch. That right. was the key to it. You got. I mean, you couldn't get the ball. I mean, like they walked Bonds when the base was loaded. Right. That's respect. <laughs> you remember Arizona? Yeah, they walked yeah, with the yeah. bases loaded. I mean, you know, that's like a like in nobody's lifetime. You've never seen that kind of shit. Yeah. And then also during in the Yankees, I guess during Murder's Row and stuff. I mean, teams averaged three ten. There was no pitching. Yeah. You, you know, it's like, what what are they hanging on to? Whatever. You, do you remember Dick Schaff who died, the sports writer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember, uh, like, like this ESPN was doing their two their top 100, or top athletes of the 20th century and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I think they did a list. And, you know, Schaff is fucking smart. He's one of the better ones. 
And they did lift in the fifties, and like, and Ruth was like ninth or something like that. And did in two thousand, Ruth was like second. And Shaft said Ruth got better because <laughs> you know, like, it was a lot of Olympians were on that list. You know, people were still oh, valued yeah, Olympics. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, like Thorpe is the greatest twentieth century athlete of all time, oh, Jim yeah. Thorpe. Yeah, and, and then like in the twentieth century, he was never on it. You know, like. Oh, that's trippy. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So, like, sometimes another the mythology. Yeah. And then he always, you know, me, I'm, you know, me, like, this, I'm a race man, right? And then, and the, and the, mm-hmm. I just think the white media had to just get some white folks on that list. <laughs> <laughs> the white, you know, because they just kept, you know, always Ruth, Ruth, this, but they, but he, but right. he faced no pitch. And then plus also the old timers say that there was no defense. Right. Like yeah, balls yeah. in the gap were balls in the. I mean, guys would catch Easy. that shit. Yeah, people would like fucking Griffey would haul down those things. Oh yeah. But then nobody was catching those things. Speed, so like speed has got to be the difference. Yeah, thing. speed or just people. Play, you know, like people didn't play defense back then. There was no. Well, I, I, I love that. It's like the when it's it's probably like turn of the century when there wasn't even a fence. So it was <laughs> yeah. just the that whole, ball is rolled <laughs> like the polo grounds. <laughs> And there was, but there was the home crowd was there. Well, and you'd have to like fight through fans to get oh, the ball. Ruth had all these like what? Ruth, yeah, how slow Ruth is. You know, like he yeah, had yeah. all these like in the park home. Right, right. <laughs> that, that ball is rolled. They're probably <laughs> fighting some like teenager for the ball, right? You know. So stuff. Now the whole thing about drugs though too is just like yeah. you can't. I mean, me, me and you could take steroids and not hit a pitch. Yeah, yeah. There's could, there's still talent there. There's still talent there. I I hear that you don't want kids like doing it because no, it's not good model. for you. And you know, yeah. I, because I don't think steroids good. Well, then I mean everybody's on some shit. I mean I got yeah. students are on that study drug. I mean I think we should have piss tests like at the university. <laughs> <laughs> Beta blockers. No, what's that thing called? Like Adderall. Adderall. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it like uh, you know be okay. Every time I have a final film, I like here's a cup. Get <laughs> 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 to pass the fucking gutter piss test. <laughs> Oh, but it's just so messy. It's just like yeah, just I. I think people being sanctimonious. People yeah. are super being really. You can, get, really you can get eye LASIK surgery. That's fine. You can see better. Yeah. You can get cortisone shots forever. And then the Tommy John surgery. The Tommy, God, I yeah. just think people would. Have, I mean, there's been some pitching. I mean, you think in the twenties. I mean, guys probably are. You know, could be would pitch nine innings. I mean, those guys were in the hospital like yeah. by August. <laughs> they're in track. You know, they, I'm just sitting there like this in the whole month of August. I bet. Because oh, you yeah. never hear about any of those pictures, right? No, no. I mean, like, like, yeah, Tommy John surgery back then, man. There wouldn't be those numbers. There probably would not sure. be those numbers back then. I like, mean, those guys were just being it, you no. know, that kind of thing, yeah. Oh, and then, so I think, uh, like, a lot of it, it's like, you know, the game, you know, AstroTurf changed the game. I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, the numbers when the AstroTurf came out? They just, I, just that simple, that was the other thing, the turn of the century, there was one ball used in an entire <laughs> game. <laughs> and inning seven through nine, <laughs> ball it was, was just like, it weighed three pounds more because of water and mud and just, like, and soaking it, shit And up. those guys were hitting the shit. I like to see. You couldn't hit, but you couldn't hit it out the, out of the infield. Like, there were no hits <laughs> for the last three innings of every game. So, now, they didn't have what, what one relief pitch. pitching. They didn't have, I mean, relief I mean, pitching, Ruth, yeah. like, like, Ruth pays one pitcher in nine. I mean, Bonds pays, would pay three pitchers in one at bat, probably. Like, okay, they all, the guy, right. throw a strike. Right. they bring another guy, right? Throw another strike oh, to the guy. Ridiculous. You know, it's just like they didn't have that kind of, you know, so I don't know what's the kind of. Well, I think, like, if they get into, like, what we're trying to say here, like, the problem with the Hall of Fame, the problem with, like, that kind of, like, uh, uh, records, that kind of achievement is, well, if we put him in there, we're saying he's the best. It's like, no, people are smarter than that. It's a group of players who are really good. And there's a group of players, like, did things other human beings can't do. Yeah. 
people are smart enough to know that. Yeah, this, and I remember when you know. Oh, by the way, this other guy had to go to fucking World War Two. I mean, Ted Wims for, for, for <laughs> two years. Fuck, you know, fuck, it's like, and you Ted went to the Korean War. He's like, he looked like he right. reenlist. Yeah. <laughs> It's so like, he would have been like he would have had way too much numbers. Right? Yeah. So like, oh well, now do we? How do we signify that? Just like, just signify him as an amazing human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, stop being so so special about it. Yeah. I, and then I, I remember when uh, when Kyle Ripken was with that kind of yeah. single game or like what like the kind of playing games in a row. Yeah. yeah. And folks, these sports writers said, well, he should like take himself out of the game so he can preserve Garrett's. You know, Lou Garrett's record. Oh, That's right. like like Lou Garrett was a great hitter. Yeah, yeah. You know, he yeah. just not just showed up, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Right, People right, like right. it's like what do they think? There's no reason some other person could not break that record and be just a schlub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be yeah. like I mean an Roger okay Mer- I mean in fact they didn't like baseman. Roger Merrick when he did it. You could be like a him. really routine left fielder and break that record. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think people just don't like I don't know. I think I, I, I people like the grand narrative and stuff, and they like the yeah. grand narrative. And I see, think we, that's, it's still a fascinating. It's a totally fascinating story. Like, okay, what would he? What would this person have done if? What if this person would have done if? Like, here's what he did. Yeah. What if he was on drugs? What if he wasn't on drugs? And he did this. It do, happened. And then and then and then he and then and then and of course they didn't face black, Cuban, yeah. oh, Mexican God, yeah. pitchers. You know, they, they didn't fate, you know. No. There's all those stories, like when they would barns, do those barnstorming ones. The white teams did not win. <laughs> they did not win. <laughs> yeah. And it also, too, because that's because they couldn't play defense. Those guys yeah, were just hauling. Oh, every late they hit a ball in the gap, they would catch it. You know, like, that was their double. Yeah. And that ball was caught, you know, because they just, because the Negro League, you had to produce, and a lot of reason you produced, you had to play defense. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't think defense was pushed back in the 20s. You know, it was just all hitting. You know, right? Because totally I think people should, like Omar Vasquez, Hall of Fame because of defense. You know, he should be. I mean, I think Ozzie Smith is in. Yeah. Like, well, like Ozzie Smith, he is in the Hall of Fame because of. Uh, well, Brooks Robinson is in there, I think, for defense. But mostly for hitting, too. But but what these guys. But he was also, he's on a World Series team. Yeah. So that value that, this that, championship crap. I don't, I don't value that at all. Well, yeah, yeah, being a Cleveland. Person, he had seven. They had seven years to build that team around LeBron. Yeah, I think Move it was on. other problems. But then also too, me and Claudrina Harold, this historian stuff. She's talking about like that was a when LeBron left. That was two issues, two major issues in America: labor and race. Yeah, yeah. Because people like people do not like workers. And, and I remember people in Cleveland like because I remember when LeBron and Chris Bosh and Wade had dinner. People like, well, people in Cleveland, well, we should have the minutes of that. We, we should find them, but workers can't gather. But owners have meetings all the time. You know, that's like, that's ill shit. It was like some weird shit going on. It was a lot of weird shit going on, you know. And then people was like, oh, it was not great because they didn't win championships. You know, it's always like, like they use it as political. They would use it. I just, it's just like ESPNization is like ruined sports. I think we have less choices than we had in the past. We used to have more choices. And then people think you can't handle, you know, I think it's like experimental film. People like, like, like folks assume the audience is stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. and, and then so you said so we can't handle this stuff, but the audience is smart and stuff. And then you, and then so I remember during the World Cup, like all these restaurants, they have to hire staff because everybody's watching the soccer game. I remember people yeah. were like, oh, we didn't expect people to be here. They had to call in people oh, to come good. in and work because everybody's there watching. So you know, because people don't get it. They, they think people only watch like American, like yeah. uh, like like the Super Bowls. Like no, like World Cup, every bar in yeah. Cleveland 
because I had to because I had to go to Case Western Reserve. So the place was packed. <laughs> and I'm sitting oh, with yeah, strangers that's... watching the soccer, you know, because I, I wanted yeah. to see the game, right? And we eating lunch and stuff until I remember these people had to hire in staff, you know. So I mean, I think I think I think what America, I think people don't assume we have choices and stuff, you know. And no, then, America, like, they narrow down the choices or something like that. Yeah. It's the they same think we can't take it. The audience is not smart. You it's know? the same thing think. in this country where it's just like, well, more people like this, so that's the only thing we should. That's popular. That's the only thing that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah. well, same thing with but Avant film. Lots of people like Avant film. You can't uh, get rich. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can make a living, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and, and and oh well, it's not popular. Like, well, that's fine. Yeah, and and then because there's like 315 million Americans. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of people. <laughs> so people gotta be watching. And then so I just think, I think we're not building it. I remember uh, the um um like the old curator Jill. She was curator of the art museum. Mm-hmm. In at the University of Virginia, I can't remember her last name. Oh, I feel bad, but she was, um, but she was saying, you know, no, she had these events mm-hmm. at the art museum and give beer and food to students stuff. These opening, you know, she'll be up. Yeah. It's like maybe first Friday or, or like the last Friday, and then in like like her strategy, she's building the audience, and so she said like when these kids graduate, they're gonna go to Baltimore or whatever their, their town where they're from, right. and then they're gonna assume that there's a first Friday. So she's building an audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the whole. And I, and I, and I thought that was a nice thing she said because she's got to because like, you know, like you know, for me it's like the you know like the you know like where's a good audience? I mean, here's mm-hmm. what I like to screen in Rotterdam because I got good audiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's all about like, like there is an audience, you know, and then. And then who, who's that one named Fran Leibowitz? Was that a writer or thing? You know, yep. Spartan Scorsese did documentary on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about the kind of like, or of course, we're still in the AIDS crisis, but I think the beginning of the AIDS crisis, she was saying, yeah, we lost a lot of artists, but we lost a lot of audience, which I thought was a... <laughs> it's getting rowdy here at the standard. Yeah. Just one next door. Yeah. But anyway, no, yeah, so... That, but, that's, a, that's a great story. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that point and stuff, you know. And then so, yeah. you know, I mean... I mean, I don't complain just when I have like eight people in the audience. I'm like an experimental uh-huh. film, and you know, but, but, I mean, you know, you just got to build an audience. You know, how do we get an audience, so to speak? Maybe people that kind of like in like, having a, having two hundred people in the crowd doesn't mean people are gonna like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah. people go. Yeah, folks will see Lord of the Rings and stuff, and half people don't like it. You know, no, people complain. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Oh, no, <laughs> what, 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 that French singing film that was that was that film called? Was that, like, and half the way, yeah, like, <laughs> there's all these blogs like people hated. <laughs> people yeah, like, no, no, it's despised. Left and right. Not only that, people know it's going to be shitty going into it. Yeah, people like know. people know everything about it. It's going to be shitty. It still went. I know. People, and then they hated it, and she wins an Oscar. Now people more than ever hate her. Because I of her like her. Att- She's well, no, good. People hate her because of her attitude of wanting to win an award so bad and being super desperate. That's what's going on now. Well, like, there, but, but, but there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Not fucking Academy Award. I mean, well, well I think like, like 80 you know, women who won that thing, right? Right, right. But, uh, well, no, we can't even get into the discussion about award winning. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Yeah, no, dude, we have to keep our sports and our film yeah. separate. Yeah, yeah, Our competition. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like, like, why is that something you get mad at? Like, it, I think it's interesting. And I yeah, do think yeah. she's desperate in a weird way because, like, you're not, uh, you might still be sad. This isn't going to solve any problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Winning. <laughs> it's going to feel good for a little bit, maybe. But already it feels bad because all, all these, you know, people like flip, flipping out about how, how desperate she is. Just observe it and it's interesting. Yeah. And yeah, think yeah. about it and talk about it. But just like hate, like, hate Nazis. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like not, hate like not like sexist I, and racist and like hate sexist and racist and that. Yeah, or bankers or something. <laughs> people, you know, but it's like weird. Yeah, so, so people like so I don't know get the audience thing. Like white people won't go see experimental film or something like that. But people like will line up to go see something. Then it's gonna be bad. Instead of like seeing something that they're gonna like see something interesting. Well, I, and I always say I always have the same example. I have an uncle who's a dairy farmer. I can show him Seven Samurai. And he probably, I don't know if he watches stuff that's subtitled. Probably not. Or yeah. three and a half hours long. He will understand what those farmers are going through because he, he's doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, the like, bandits. <laughs> like, yeah, feudal Japanese bandits. He will still understand it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I have my own bandits coming yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. In upstate New York. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's like just like the human connection is all that is what matters. Yeah. Connect, yeah. So I, I, it's just weird how people like talk about, I don't know, I don't know, like this kind of audience stuff. It's weird how people like, why? Now, why are you people writing like this film and they don't like it? Like, what the fuck they go see it for? You know, I'm just like, fuck, I rarely go to movies and I do, like, it's got to be, you know, I'll go see the certain, the same people over again that I kind of like. you like, the same actors? Yeah. Nah, like, yeah. Or filmmakers, yeah. Tarantino. I don't like, I'll go see that. Did train. you see Junko? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. Yeah, and Spring Break. You know, I got, like, I'll, like, I'll go Spring see Harvey Breakers. Grant. Spring Breakers, yeah. Yeah, you were talking high about it. I haven't it's seen it yet. good. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> That's one of the lines in it. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, you know, I'll go see certain filmmakers, and I'll, you know, I'll just yeah. go see certain. And I don't know, I don't want to see certain actors or not. Though, but. but you were even saying Spring Break. Like you were even TV saying lot, yeah. you like Spring Break. You were like, it's even got smart things about race relations. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's got interesting. It got interesting things, and in I don't know if people are going to get it or not, though. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. What's like the what's acceptable? Like we accept crazy drunken white folks, yeah. but once you're around black people, well, then people are like scared. I was like, these people, these are volatile. You know, like weird how like our so-called comfort zone, you know, are are actually the dominant culture's comfort zone. Uh-huh. You, you know, and they just, you know, and then what people are used to, you know, seeing. You know, I remember people right. were saying, well, those guys got guns. I didn't see any. You, you, I guess you assume shirtless black guys in hot Florida may have guns on them. But where would they hide them? They don't have a shirt on. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, so you just assume that it's violent or something. You know, it's like weird. It's like yeah. total racist, right? You know. Yeah. But then you get these folks who are drinking and date raping and doing drugs, oh, and yeah. that's okay. That's you know, terrible. like it's weird how like depends on like the like depends on who does it. You know, the, mm-hmm. like like depends on the dominant narrative, and then always like you know when people like talk about these shooters. You know, we had this violence in America and stuff, and always just when there's a white guy who shot that congresswoman in Arizona. Yeah. Oh, he's disturbed or sick. No, well, that guy's a politician. <laughs> yeah. That guy's well, a cold blood. I mean, he knew exactly what he, you know, that's a, and, and, and then so, but once somebody's black or olive skin or, or brown, well, then, then they indict the community. Mm-hmm. But when it's like white, it's that one person. And then like, nobody talks, about, you know, mm-hmm. like, like they'll go and put a drone on this guy and um, the, and, and like Yemen, who's an American citizen. Yeah. But Sarah Palin had like a cross, a crosshairs on her website about that district. Yeah, that's right. Now, why didn't nobody somebody drone her? You know, she like she can't be a ter- you know she's doing the same thing as this guy. So it depends on you know like again it's the language you know the, like depends on who's doing it you know kind of thing you know like we'll accept yeah perception like, yeah we'll accept like the dominant culture for doing things but everybody else is chastised whatever. That's frustrating. Yeah, but it's all right. Experimental film. Right. <laughs> <laughs> G- avant 
Gutter. Gutter. <laughs> did you name? Did you? Did you name That's a you. root? I know. I know. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, but my, I remember coming up with it. But my class calls. Uh, yeah. We, don't you have a room? The gutter. Yeah. We call it the gutter. You yeah. have a room called yeah. the gutter. Well, we, and we have a mentality called the gutter. Okay. <laughs> and then I remember like these students back in the day were just like, "Well, that film's not gutter." Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was like, well, what's and then so I got to figure out what the hell are they talking about. Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah taken. They want to see it trashy or no yeah. way at all. Yeah, no, it's you don't. You don't want to get taken out of context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. No, no, so, no, it's all about. Uh, I, I think we call it the gutter and stuff. We call it. Yeah, it's a good name for the. For the... All right, man. Well, hopefully this isn't gonna, they aren't going to charge you more for staying late. Well, I'll just send the bat build the cinema. <laughs> Cal Arts. Cal Arts. Build the Cal Arts. <laughs> build the Cal Arts. <laughs> Yeah, uh-uh. I hit the mini bar hard. No, I was kidding. <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks, Kevin, for doing this. All right, this. right on.